well, you didn't make it because somebody was screaming and yelling and da 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 da. da. <laughs> you made it because you loved the game. You know, yes. you loved oh, that's so good. Loved playing. Her first babies are like technically little guinea pigs, but you kind of get better with time. So um, that was that, exciting. or you get tired. <laughs> Are you feeling like you're ready? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, you need to impose your will on your opponent. Impose your will. Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm good, Alicia. How are you? Doing well. You know, I I mean, you're off on these uh, wonderful trips for soccer, um, tennis, you know. Yeah, all the things, all the things. One one thing that happened recently that I find myself just like wondering what what's happening, what's going on here is sometimes my husband feels like since he was really, really good at one sport, like obviously good enough to do it for a living, yeah, that yeah. that translates to all other sports. And he'll talk to my kids <laughs> before a competition or afterwards and you know, he's trying to kind of coach them up or give them advice, but sometimes it makes no sense. It like doesn't translate. Like, and I want to be like, "Mm, no, for this is one example. He was talking to my 13 year old who plays tennis um, about a match that she was going to have, I think a tournament. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about like, you know, a, I don't like my kids to like have a lot of pressure pre-competition, like go out, have fun you know, perform what you've been practicing. But he looks her in the eye, has her stand up, and he's like, okay, when you go into that tournament this weekend, like, are you feeling like you're ready? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, you need to impose your will on your opponent. Impose your will. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it, it means something in, in football. Mm-hmm. It might mean something in basketball for yeah. tennis. Not so much. There is no, like, tennis is a totally different animal, right? Like, you can have your skill set, but you have no control over your opponent and, like, what they're showing up with and what's, and there's just too many factors. And so I just kind of, like, I didn't say anything, obviously, but I just kind of looked down and I was just like, oh, man. Well, I mean, I I think it's just hard sometimes, too, when you've been um, a professional athlete and now you're raising your own set of athletes Mm. standards and the expectations that you have may may be a little different um, because it's an extension of you. And, you know, there are times I have to say, you know, we've laughed about this several times. Um, Derek tends to do the same thing. Um, okay, he at does. Times. Oh, okay. my gosh, yes. Um, in fact, he not only does that to our children, but sometimes, you know, how you're not supposed to coach from the sidelines will have opportunities to be able to share that he he thinks that you should do something like break down. <laughs> And you're like, break down. And and for those that don't know Derek, D- Derek was an offensive lineman. So that is like a terminology for offensive lineman. But Spe- very specific. Very specific. But for, for soccer players, you're like, break what? Like, what are you talking about? So, you know, there are times that I feel like, um, you know, because of the fact that they played at the highest level, that they feel like it's 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 almost uh, a benefit if you will mm. to to share their knowledge of of how they played and 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 I'm not going to take that away from them cuz our kids both of them both sets are are pretty good athletically and they they did get some good athletic genes my husband likes to say they came all from him and well, nothing I, from yeah. me but yeah no you know so it's fine <laughs> 
Um, but well, anyway, those you know? are good points. And I try to just tell my husband, like, look, we're here to like provide the environment, provide yeah. the resources for them to pursue the things that they're interested in, in terms of sports. We're here to like interpret information. So whether that's like, they're trying to understand how to be a better teammate or, um, implement something that their coach is telling them, yeah. right? Like we're here to help them yeah. interpret that information. And then we're also here to be positive role models, right? Like we need to model positive support and not some of the time when it's, you know, convenient, like when they've won, but all of the time, if we, if we don't, um, if we're not, um, consistent with that, whether they win or they lose, they start to internalize that. And then they start to figure out, well, gosh, my parents are only really happy post game if we've won, if the outcome is a win. And that's not something that we want to see. No, I don't think you ever want to set an expectation of that your love or your success, the child's success is contingent upon how you'll respond. And I think that's important for us to always remember that we are trying to instill life lessons in these kids. Um, Adversity will come. Resilience is a huge part of dealing with youth sports. And I think even reminding ourselves that this is a journey, you know, it's like not their whole career isn't based off of the result of one game or their performance in one game. And it's not a straight path. No. Right. Like every, I mean, I feel like sometimes everyone's like, okay, this is it. 12. My kid's amazing at this sport. (laughs) So we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep. And it's like, I don't know that it really works like that. You know, you go through peaks and valleys. I think it ebbs sometimes. I think the biggest thing is, um, as a parent is to ensure that they're still enjoying it, right? That they're like wanting to get better because they, they love doing what they're doing. And I think that's the biggest factor. So I'm excited about our show today. Um, Our special guest um, definitely has had a very, very successful um, professional career. Um, And collegiate. And collegiate career. I mean, I think he's athletically, he probably surpassed every expectation he ever had of himself. But I think his expectations of himself were probably very high. So he did, he achieved his goals very well. But we're excited to have on D'Angelo Hall today. He's a former... um, cornerback for Virginia Tech Hokies and then went on to play for both the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons, had a long, long uh, NFL career, and he's currently doing color commentary for ESPN and also runs a successful uh, real estate development company in the Hampton Roads area. So he's a father of six, kids doing multiple sports, cheer, basketball, uh, base, uh, not baseball anymore, basketball, football, we're really happy to have him on today and hear his perspective. Oh, sure. And so without further ado, we'd love to welcome to the studio, or really to the show, D'Angelo Hall. Welcome, D'Angelo. No problem. No problem. Happy to be here. So, so D'Hall, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are obviously uh, a former NFL athlete. Um but not only that, there's a host of other things that you have accomplished. So we'd like to hear a little bit about that. But then most importantly, we'd love to hear about how many kids you have, what are the sports that they play, and then we have a whole bunch of fun things that we want to ask you about, <laughs> the parenting experience in sports. No doubt. No doubt. Um, wow. Well, first of all, thanks for even having me, for sending me the invite. Um, I really appreciate it. Huge fans of both of you guys. Um, as wives, as um, 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 uh, companions to your to your other halves who who played this game that I played as well, um, and love them dudes too. So thank you, ladies, first of all. Um, but my name is D'Angelo Hall. Uh, I played 14 years in the National Football League. Um, I went to Virginia Tech. 
Uh, I'm from the Virginia area, kind of that Virginia Beach 757 area of Virginia. For, for those out there listening <laughs> who know a little bit about VA, uh, we're rich in talent down that way. Uh, my mom was a single parent. I was the youngest of six. Uh, so the grind and just hustle and mindset to just, you know, to to make it by any means was kind of, you know, instilled in me at a very young age. Um, mm. Athletics kind of brought that out tenfold. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't, you know, I think a lot of people think we as athletes, um, and I tell a lot of young kids this all the time, um, shoot, I feel like we as athletes probably use, you know, our brain a little more than a lot of people think. They think it's just all, yeah, you know, sure. athleticism. Um, and I tell them, you know, just thinking about NFL, we're probably at a facility for, you know, I don't know, eight hours, probably an hour and a half of that is actually physically running around on the field. The rest of that is mm-hmm. in a classroom trying to trying to learn some things and trying to figure out how to beat your opponent. Um, so yeah. I, I stress education. My mom was a school teacher for 32 years um, before I was able to retire her. But um, yeah, so back to kind of what I'm doing, kind of what my family's doing right now. I'm an analyst for NFL Network, so I'm on air uh, a couple times a week. I actually uh, work tonight at... <laughs> After the Eagles <laughs> Commanders game, I get to talk a little bit about that. So hopefully they do okay and you know, make us proud. Uh, but I do that a little bit. I also call call games on the radio for um, ESPN Radio, um, and I have a development company uh, down in the seven five seven area where we build a lot of multifamily homes, apartments, townhomes, things like that. So I'm kind of really you know finding my niche in in, in real estate. Um, you know, obviously, I still love sports. I'm around sports a whole lot. Um, and then I'm a Talk dad. About that. What, dad yeah. Six kids. Um, what sports are they playing? No, what sports are those six kids playing? Uh, so my oldest <laughs> is 20 now. So he's done. So, I mean, we literally have been doing this for, you know, 20 years. 20 years. Of football, Ugh. baseball, basketball. Are you tired yet? I'm oh my god beyond tired but I can see it right at the end of the tunnel my last ones are 11 so I'm definitely seeing that light at the end of the tunnel okay so so DJ played um basketball football baseball go down the list like your next child played what sport oh my goodness so the oldest basketball football baseball is a boy and then we had three girls and so all three of those girls which now the oldest is a junior um, so a junior, sophomore, and a seventh grader. And they've literally been in nothing but cheer and dance. Okay. From oh, wow. Cheer dad, too. Um, Let's go. Yeah, cheer dad, too. <laughs> my, even though my youngest, I'm pushing toward track because she, she's like, I'm done with the whole cheer life. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to push her toward track a little bit, but she's okay. doing a little bit of lacrosse, too. Um, and then I got my last two twins who literally are you know kind of remind me of myself because i was the baby like i mentioned <laughs> so they're the babies and you know right now we're doing football and basketball just kind of traveling all over you know doing all those travel teams and aau teams and yeah all of that kind of stuff the grind we drive live probably an hour and a half to a practice um, yes just get to the right teams because i'm i'm, yeah. I'm such a I'm, I'm so particular about, you know, kind of who coaches my kids. Yeah, that is um, very true. Competition too, you know, the competition. We, well, we can, gotta have. we yeah. can attest to that. Um, D'Angelo, we always know that if it's a, if, if, if one of his sons, we've had the privilege of DJ, our DJ, 
being on the same basketball team. And so we know that if D Hall puts their child on this team, it is the team to be <laughs> so on. A so stamp of, yeah, it's a good stamp of approval. So this, this is where we're going to go into this though, D Hall. So at what point as a parent who has achieved such high levels of success in sports, what are your barometers that you use to determine the expectations for your kids? Like, are you um, implying or, or using the same metrics and measurements that your mom did with you? Or are you coming up with your own things now that you've kind of gone through the whole system and now this is what yeah. your philosophy is in parenting kids of athletes? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like, I don't want to compare myself to King Richard, but it's hard to not watch that movie <laughs> and feel some type of, regardless if you made it or not, right? Regardless if you were a successful athlete or not, but to just see that passion and desire and vision that he had for his children. Um, And so, and especially having made it right, it it, kind of just almost makes you want to pat yourself on the back a little bit more because you tend to, at least in your mind, understand a little bit more about kind of the ins and outs. Um, And so for me, it's, it's, it's been difficult because like I've went through a transition, right? I used to be, that crazy dad, that coach that was always screaming and yelling, right? <laughs> and then, you know, my wife and my mom are like, well, you didn't make it because somebody was screaming and yelling and da 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 You made it because you loved the game, you know? Yes. You loved, oh, that's you so good. You loved playing. You love being able to just be on that field or court or whatever and be free. And so, you know, for me now, it's kind of a fine line because – Like, I want my kids to enjoy it and love it because no matter how bad I want it for them, unless they really want it and they love it, then they just not going to work as hard. Right. And so um, I've I've taken a little bit more of a backseat. I I still grind them at certain points when I feel like I got to get this point across. But like game days when I used to be intense and they used to be so stressed about not letting me down game days is man, let's go have fun. Like let's yeah, not get good. fun. Um, but what yeah, point did you get to that? Yeah, but like where where like, where did just, you change? I think it was just really being around some other dads and and and, and watching them, and it's like, do I do I look like that? You know, do I look <laughs> like that? Am I that? You know, because I almost felt bad for the kid. You know what I mean? Well, um, well, and, and and I don't think I've ever been like that. <laughs> but I have been bad enough that my son be like, like I can see him shut down. And that's yeah. what, you know, that's what you don't want, right? That's what you don't want. You, you want them to flourish, whether you feel like you're giving them advice. Cause sometimes I'm like, man, I'm trying to help you out. Like I'm trying to get you to, I'm trying to get you to answer. Right. But it's just the way the message is being received sometimes. And I, you know, I got twin boys on my last two. And so one kind of reminds me of myself, super sensitive, super emotional um but but as a dog right and then the other one is a little softer a little quieter he can take whatever you get you throw at him and then bam he just responds and so yeah. like i gotta love one of them up a little more and let him know it's yeah. okay it's okay and yeah. i can grind the other one and he like all right man i got you like cool you know and so 
it's, it's, it's knowing what personality too needs, needs what. That's, you know? that's such a good point, right? Because they're all unique individuals. It's not one size fits all parenting, right? Yeah. Everyone needs something different. Everything um, doesn't motivate each person the same. So, so like, even when you're talking to them about, okay, well, what's driving you? It's not that it's not all equal. So that's a good, a really good point that you brought up. Did you play different sports? Like, did you only play football? Or were you a multi sport athlete as well? No, yeah, yeah. So I played everything. And that kind of irks me too. In today's society, <laughs> you know, I'd have been yes. a five ten point guard that never would have made it. You know, probably wouldn't even got a college scholarship. And so, you know, I want you to play a little bit of everything because, yeah. like, you just don't know because you're good at something now at eight, nine, ten, don't mean you're going to be good at something yes. at 17, 18. Um, so, no, I did everything. Whatever the season was, that's yeah. what we did. You know that's what I mean? great. But how do you now teach your kids that in an environment where coaches are pressuring you that, hey, 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 he or she needs to be in this sport and committed to this sport over this sport? Like, how do you decipher and say, no. They're all going to play all of these different sports until, and then what's the right age to say, okay, this is the sport that they're going to play? Yeah. Oh my goodness, Emma. Um, I mean, I still fight with that, right? We almost, I mean, we literally had to give up baseball just because we ran out of time. Like I can mm, remember yeah. being on a on an eight on an eight year old travel team, right? And it was the Loudon South Eagles, and Loudon South is like worldwide right they're really good they're really good so i'm like man all right so i'm gonna get them in the pipeline for baseball we got them playing football we got them playing basketball yeah. and then i remember the next year telling them ah we're playing travel football which we end up you know placing third in the nation on this great team out of manassas but i remember telling the coach hey we're gonna play football in the fall we can't play baseball okay okay i'll let you know when the spring tryouts are and da, 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 not a problem I text him, Emma, like 20 times and ran into him and he hit me with a BS story. And, and I just knew at that point. And I'm like, and I'm a and I'm a person with a name in the area. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just because I couldn't commit or would not, it was on to the next one. And so many programs do that. And so they kind of phased us out of baseball. And so we had to kind of, you know, so now that time's kind of devoted to a little bit more football, a little bit more basketball. But yeah. I, mean, I would like to do all three. I would even like to do some soccer, but it's just it's just not it's, enough time in the day. If you really want to compete, I would say you probably got to pick two or three. Well, well probably yeah. two because I, 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 we couldn't even do three. So we end up picking football and um, and basketball. And I mean, it literally keeps us. It keeps us busy. Like we have a championship game sun Saturday in a in just a rec league. Typically, if we were playing tribal football, it would go till January. So we're playing it with a rec league championship game, and he's gonna miss Saturday basketball tournament down in 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 Hampton at Boo Williams, just because like it's the schedule. So it's it's super hard if you're talking about trying to play really high level at any sport. Yeah. It's hard to kind of do a bunch of different ones because... And these are 11-year-olds, just to yeah. clarify. You're talking about the your 11-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. let me ask you this. Do you feel like it's yeah. just the Washington, D.C. area? Or do you talk to your buddies across the country? And are their kids able to play multiple sports? Or is it just here where we're like, no, 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 by 11, you can only do this sport? Well, I think, I think every area is kind of known for different things. But... Yeah. I mean, pretty much across the board, though, everyone's uh, everyone's doing one sport. 
And that one sport, they have trainers year-round. Like, you know, my son played basketball. He was the only kid on his team that didn't have a trainer. I felt bad. He had you, he had you, though. Man, he don't have a trainer. I'm like, nah, man. Like, we go to to football practice when we ain't got basketball practice. Like, we need a trainer. And so I'm trying to find trainers because you you don't want to put him at a disadvantage if all his competition is getting work. Then I'm like, so bro, do, do, work, do, do you ever do this though? Like Rocky often says, I didn't have any of that. I made it. I was good. Like you good. You go outside across the street, <laughs> bring your basketball and just practice. I say that sometimes, but then when you see the difference between like what I can go outside and give you, all right, I'm going to yeah. give you a little bit of this, give you, run you through some yeah. drills, baby, baby. But then you see them in that group setting and you see them actually with a trainer and you see, or even you don't even see your kid. You see the other kid who's the competition (laughs) and you see them like, man, my kid was better than that kid. Now that kid's catching up. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the barometer, right? You always, like, I want my kid winning the race. So at the end of the day, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help him. And especially if it's something they want, right? I'm trying to get them to fall in love with it. And it ain't fall in love with it to be a pro. It's fall in love with it because I want you to understand what what what, what that grinding mentality or back against the so wall. True. Because I feel like in life, that's going to help you. Like all the lessons I've learned about, you know, especially in today's society where everybody wants to give you stuff or you want instant validation. Like, yeah, yes. Like, that's why I want you yeah. trying out for this national team. You think you're nice? Mm-hmm. Go see if you're nice. This is the competition. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. playing on a national level because as good as you think you are, whipping up on these kids, let me show you about the kids where I'm from, how they play ball. <laughs> and so I just want them to see a little bit about what else is out there, not just, sure, yeah. you know, being this little microcosm and say, this is my bubble. I'm dominating this bubble. Cool. Man, you're going to go to college. What do, you feel, what do you feel about, though? Like, so you're from the Hampton area. Do you feel like this is an equitable environment where you have to spend so much to be great, like spend so much on training, spend so much on travel, the fees for the teams? Like, is it equitable? Like for, you know, I mean, there's plenty of kids that can't necessarily don't have the resources to do all that. And so what happens to the environment for the kids that can't do those things? You know, you're right. And, um, a lot of the teams we play on, like when we're out here in Loudon, we're the darkest. And my kids are, are you know, are light-skinned kids, right? Their mom's mixed, so they're light on the lighter side. So they're the darkest kids on their team when they're playing, like, around where we live. But the teams I put them on, they're they're the lightest kids. And so it's a total, it's a total different demographic that, that on the teams that they play on. Um and so we do a lot of fundraising the same way I grew up. Like, mm. like y'all might have saw me posting stuff. It ain't because I'm begging, but I'm just like the donations that like I pay for mine, but it it might help the next kid or it might help, yeah. you know, two other kids. Like, yeah. like Rock's always talking masses. about the candy that he sold. Yeah. <laughs> the candy could, that he sold. Yeah. <laughs> man, this is something I could have never dreamed of. Like. Yeah. Like they love like the uh, OG Ducks out of California and the Outlaws that played on Friday Night Tikes. They got to compete against these kids and see that man, we can, we beat this team. Like, yeah. and so, but I mean, we fundraise to answer you know that simple question um, yeah. because you know I feel like where we live, every parent just 
strokes that strokes check, check, right? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the other teams we go and travel to play for, like them kids out there working for it. They're out there yeah. hustling and bustling, selling candy, some value selling in popcorn. That. There is some yeah, and there's some value in exposing things. your kids to that, though, too. You know, I think um, yeah. a couple of years ago, our kids um, were getting ready for, like, playoffs and stuff for our girls play soccer. And we would go out to the speed school. And the speed school is all the way in PG County. And they would see girls out there. And around here, mm-hmm. yes, our girls thought, oh, you know, I'm the fastest. Like, you know, who can stop me here? You go out there. <laughs> You see girls and boys that are looking to get out of whatever situation that they're in. And Say that one more it. time. Yep. Yep. Because that's <laughs> the grind. That, that is the grind. That's the grind. Yeah. That's the grind. That That is the grind. And that's what, and that's all I want my kids to realize is that, yeah, you don't, you don't, but it's something that do that that's the only way they're getting out of their situation mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. through you. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. need you to understand sometimes when you step out there, especially on the, on the football field, <laughs> yes. understand that that kid, that kid ain't going to college. That kid was like me. He ain't going to college lest he go through you. He think you just some 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 privileged kid like he don't know you. You built like that, too. And I'm just trying to instill that be built like okay. you from nothing because yeah. that hard work is, 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 is different. I've seen dudes making in the league off of. Just hard work and, and 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 just heart determination. I mean, no yeah. athletic ability. Um, so, you know, how pray, long did pray. they play, D. Hall? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I think that okay. So you brought up two different things: that the heart and the determination. That I want to touch on a little bit. Do you feel like, and be honest, because you made it to the highest level in one sport? You are a credible, valuable <laughs> coach and opinionated person for another sport. Do you feel like you can identify which kids have talent, which kids know what they're doing? Because I've heard a lot of like professional athletes that are parents, you know, some I'm, who shall remain nameless and some people's I'm households that I know <laughs> that sometimes feel like they're a credible, Expert valuable in everything, expert. every sport. Every sport. every sport because of where they have achieved. So, so how do you decipher, you know, Hey, you know, this kid is like really good. And this kid knows, or this coach, I should say, knows what they're yeah. talking about. They can coach my child versus, you know, the coach not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think as a professional athlete, right. Even if you're, even if it's a different sport, I think you got to feel for just what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like. The communication, okay. right? The communication between coach and athlete. Is that athlete developing? Are they getting better? Are they, you know, handling different situations that we've been working on? Um, and so, you know, it, it's times like I don't want to go out and coach my son's basketball team, but I can tell them or I can tell you if, man, this coach ain't, ain't, ain't good or he might be good. He just ain't good for him, right? Mm. So I've had to go other places to, I mean, because at the end of the day, I understand that's a team, but like my allegiance is to my kid. And so I got to put him in the right situation. So, you know, not everyone knows everything. You know, I don't know everything. Um, I know a little bit about basketball because I I grew up playing it. And so, you know, I, I feel comfortable talking about it, you know. I don't feel comfortable talking about soccer, right? So I, I could go to one of your girls' practices and, you know, I could see them <laughs> communicating and see the skills and be like, man, that kid nice. Or I could see that kid's movement and, and, and tell that kid 
is different than other kids, right? That I'm seeing and comparing them to. Uh, but I can't tell them nothing about the technique or how they, you know, what they're doing out there. So I'm not gonna say just because I'm a pro athlete, I know everything. Because I, I, man, I, I think you need to teach a class to certain dads of, of prof <laughs> professional athletes that feel like they are entitled to every nah, good tell opinion. Them they need to stop. <laughs> 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 well, D.L., thank you so much for being um, on the show today. We appreciate you making time for us. Um, we definitely would love to have you back to talk about specific things as we develop what this is going to look like. Um, our hope, obviously, is to help as many parents as we possibly can. And I know there's a lot of parents that are fans of yours that I know would value uh, your opinion. So anytime, ladies, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of time already. I feel like I've talked. Too much at the beginning. I didn't get enough questions. No, you didn't. You were you did a great job. Y'all, yeah. Anytime y'all want me, y'all got me. All right, thank we appreciate you. that. Well, have a wonderful day. Thank yeah. you oh, again. No. We wait. have to. Oh wait, this is the oh, my best gosh. part. Yes. How could I forget? <laughs> no, no. Okay, so there's All a right. segment that we do on the show that's called "What Did They Say?" Okay, so I okay. want to know two things. What was the worst thing someone said to you as a child or even just through your professional sports career said to you about you? And then two, part two is what was the worst thing someone said to your child about their professional, I'm not professional, but their the sports sport experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, wow. Oddly enough. <laughs> so me, believe it or not, um, I used to hate this thing, right? Because I've, I've, I've always thought of myself as a really, really great teammate to, to almost to a fault, right? And to a fault, I mean, if coaches or refs or something's not going right to another player, I'm the first one to defend that player, defend my team. And just coming out of the draft in college, they nicknamed me Miangelo. They said I was a selfish player. <laughs> And I always I hated that. It. Oh God, it rubbed oh, so bad. I that. Oh man, oh. it rubbed me so bad. So that that's probably the worst <laughs> thing said about me. Um, okay. And gosh, this season in football, um, you know, my kid was on the sideline, made a good play, and one of the other coaches' dad said, "You a cocky little in to him." <gasps> And it was the game I had left at halftime. And so my Oh my God, you weren't there. I got back and I'm trying to figure out who this dude is. What team is it? Point of my son. Point of my But thank God Jesus it calmed me down a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. But I just, okay. Praise him. Wow. Yeah, I was just, I was I was I was a little and he was out there showboating. And so I I, I kind of I had a smirk, but then I was like, no, nah, I didn't I didn't like that at all. Um and so yeah. I felt that was little overboard but um, i agree so this I was a coach agree. on the other team the opposing team on the other team that we was whipping wow. up on. Yeah. Yeah. oh wow so did the did, did, did the coach of your son's well, team say anything he ended up saying something yes my okay. son ended okay. up saying something after the game to my <laughs> wife and them and they ended up filing a, a little a, a grievance petition or something yeah 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 because yeah. it's there's no place for it no, nah, not you know? at all. Not 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 no. little kids. Like we didn't not got little kids. By a lot yeah. of little kids. I can I can hate that coach, but the little kid, I'm like, man, that's a good play, dog. I had to dap yeah. him up. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I'm you know, I'm just competing. I was one of them kids, you know. So 
he, your son got it honestly. That's what you're trying to say. Okay. okay. No, no, I don't is, this the, is this the son that you said is much like you? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, D Hall, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you. We definitely look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. That was fun. It's always fun to have D Hall on a show. He's so funny. He's very funny. Yeah. I love that um he's had a lot of diversity and experience in terms of um which sports his kids have participated sure. in. And, and I think being a cheer dad is not for the faint of heart. So God bless him <laughs> on that. That's a it's a whole a whole nother beast. Yeah, right I mean, but you know what? This is the thing. I love the fact that he over time has evolved into really just being the kid's dad, like to being their biggest cheerleader, to being their biggest supporter. Like he, um, you know, laughed about a little bit of how he yeah. was in the beginning, but how he is now with, with his youngest set of children. So I think, I think that's notable, like you're yeah, saying, because yeah. it, it shows us as parents that just because we start off one way and, and honestly, we start off like wanting to do our best for them, Sure, but you can realize that might not be the best way to support your kid and yeah. you can adjust. You don't have to stick with the same thing just because it's what, um, you know, was the initial way that you communicated with them. Like you can always level up to kind of get better as a parent. Yeah. And I think the, the little cliche is same that rings true is that you get better with time, yeah, you know? And yeah. so it's like, that's encouraging. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And hopeful for maybe our youngest children that, you know what, <laughs> our first babies are like technically little guinea pigs, but you kind of get better with time. So, um, that was that exciting. or you get tired <laughs> or maybe a combination <laughs> of both. <Yeah. laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of between the sidelines and us. Um, we appreciate our special guest today, D'Angelo Hall. If you enjoyed listening to listening or watching this podcast today, please subscribe and like follow us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Between the Sidelines and Us podcast is a Story Media Labs production. It is directed and edited by Michael Valalas. The sound engineer is Christian Valalas. Andres Irowenya is the production assistant.